The following is a fourth-hand production. Is the government hiding information from us? Well, that's probably the stupidest question I could ask, but more specifically, are they hiding information about UFOs and extraterrestrial life? This week the meat sacks dive into disclosure, who is hiding what? How long have they known? Can robots join the space force? We put it all under the microscope, or telescope this week on Hysteria 51. They say, I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that knows for a fact disclosure is coming soon because why else would we need a space force? This is Hysteria 51. Very importantly, I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and head Space Force recruiters, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. (laughs) They're doing their part. Are you? Join the Space Force and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Now, Brent, our topic this week is somewhat timely. As President Trump just announced, he'd like Congress to approve the expansion of the military and the establishment of a Space Force. Space Force. Space is a war-fighting domain, just like the land, the air, and sea. We have the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Space Force. Ah, my new national strategy could be Space Force. Which begs the most important question, John. Is Casper Van Dien automatically drafted into the service? And if so, does Doogie Hauser come with him? Join the mobile infantry and see if you've got what it takes to be a citizen. No, 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 no. The only people automatically drafted into service are those kids from the other countries the government is holding in detention facilities. <laughs> Silly me. Videos of them crying aren't their sadness from being separated from their families and kept in cages. Or child actors, as Ann Coulter literally called them today. (laughs) It's just the kids that wanted to be space pilots but got selected for mobile infantry. I get it now. It makes sense. I'm glad you're clear on this. And don't forget, service guarantees citizenship. That's right. Would you like to know more? Think they'd take me in the Space Force? I don't think so, buddy. That other voice is the third host of the show and first member we'd all like to launch into space, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot's a robot I built in my lab to help produce, research, and edit the show. And unfortunately, the only thing he produces is trash. The only research he does is at the bottom of a bottle, and he doesn't edit anything, including his own mouth, John. Why the hell would I? Seabot, Seabot, calm down. We have a surprise for you. Your favorite guest is back on the program. (laughs) No, no, no. 
I need a drink. Welcome back for the last time, and also the first time in a long time. Yeah, we put we took pity. Yeah, Mister just... Joseph Peck. Pecker. Pecker. His name is Pecker. I just got. I got. I felt bad. He just stands outside of my house. So. False. False. Brent spreading disinformation again. Looks <laughs> like I work who, for the government. Who begged me fake news. To be a, fake news. Who begged me to think, be back? I think my wife, because she was sick of just John and I here week after week. Well, that's that's a fact. She, and was, the I, people. And the people. Let's just go ahead and give a call out. And by let's, I mean me. Uh, go ahead and give a call out to all of you raging fans out there who yeah. have been crying. The peckerheads out there. There has been a, a low-level clamoring uh, requesting a, a slight presence by Joe Peck. I will I will regretfully and, and, and reluctantly admit it. I will agree with you on that. If by low, you mean high. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> So, Joe, we, we brought you here because you just disclosed everything to us. We thought this would be the perfect well, episode. I'll yeah. tell you what I mainly disclose is when you said we were going to talk about disclosure, my thought was, and I went and rewatched the movie last night, was the Demi Moore Michael Douglas uh, vehicle, mm-hmm. which has the most disappointing love scene of all time because it was Demi Moore at her hottest. And... It was brief, and they showed nothing. Obviously, you've never seen pictures from John's quinceanera. That's the uh, that was the most disappointing love scene I've ever seen. Wait, is that a film? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was burned, but we have a few stills. <laughs> if it's if that's not a movie, we should create one just based around the title, John's quinceanera. <laughs> yeah, his his dress was breathtaking. Hold on, I set up Seabot to give a response for me whenever Brent goes off the deep end. Seabot. <laughs> Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> Thank you. Perfection. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Joe, we are going to talk disclosure this week. And next week, if you'll be kind enough to join us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So That's a twofer. We'll the, see. That's and what they call it in the to, biz. To all the Joe Peck fans out there, come meet us at James Joyce Bar and Grill <laughs> in Berwyn, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, those of you that are remote viewing through time yeah. and or if you're John Tedor and have a... A, uh, some sort of time travel or time manipulation device, yeah. um, or if you know some of these aliens we're going to talk about today, yeah, or if you just stalk us. And yeah. I just so you know, I've been continuing my research into time travel last week, uh, so I'll <laughs> I'll probably have a report to you uh, imminently in 1982. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys. <laughs> Obviously, disclosure is a big one. I mean, it, it's so big, we decided to actually do one of our rare two-parters. It's funny because this is one of those topics that has been on our list to do, and we keep pushing it back and pushing it back because it's such a big one. And I'm glad kind that we... Of like the U.S. government. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm glad that we... Um, pushing it back and pushing it back. I'm glad that we waited until now because we've kind of gotten some some episodes on our belts and kind of formed opinions Maybe not the exact opinions everyone thinks we're going to have to. We might throw a throw them for a loop a here. A curveball, if you will. Yeah. That's a sports reference, Brent. Whoa. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, so, I watch I watch a lot of High Lie. Well, it is, <laughs> World, Cup, it is World Cup season, so yeah. it's appropriate. Uh, so today we're going to take you... <laughs> Today we're going to take you through the history of UFOs in the U.S. as it relates to the government. Yeah, that's that's this episode. Um, yeah. and, and they might have, not, you're going to be shocked by this, they might not have been as completely transparent and upfront as they should have been. I'm calling horse crap on that right now. Oh, I'm... I'm- yeah. I, I actually have a little proof. We'll get to it later. If there's anyone who's ever been transparent, 
It's Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grabbed by the pussy. Oh, oh, oh! You guys are, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are silly. Like the president knows about this. That's a temporary employee. It's what they told Clinton. That's above your uh, pay grade, or that's above your 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 knowledge level, whatever you want to call is it. it. Well, when, is it? Let's let's genuinely now. Politics aside, let's just just really quick, like. Bush we've, Senior? We've, no, he knew. Well, Bush Senior knew because he Bush Senior, ran the CIA, and Bush probably, Senior flew that shit. I'm and, pretty sure no, he he's killed one, aliens. Yeah. Like <laughs> that dude was a badass. According to legend, that's the place that story began. Yeah. Is Carter went to the CIA right. and said, "I want full disclosure right now because he's a believer in in extraterrestrial beings." And he said, "You are a temporary employee." Yes, yeah. but seriously, politics aside, like. We we know that Carter was involved. There's a lot of evidence that Nixon wanted to to know about these things. We there's all a lot know of evidence the story. That Nixon, yeah, there's, we there's all know the stories about Clinton. But it, again, politics aside, are are the NSA, the CIA, the the powers that be right now? Are they like, my God, we had this inkling that we should probably not tell the president about these things, and Trump with his tweets. Again, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying. Are they like, we've been right all along. That guy would have tweeted yeah, he's everything. On there. Yeah, he's, on there. he's like, we have the best technology. It's huge. <laughs> it's uh, huge. It's alien technology. Russia have, doesn't have alien technology. Their hands are so Until tiny I give next it to, to them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the, But anyway, that's what we're going to do in part one. We're going to go through the history. In part two, we're going to take a look at present day. Who are some of the players looking for disclosure? And, and based on some of the info we have, is it imminent? Yeah. Or Michael Crichton. It is looking very disappointing. That's exactly right. Or is everything just a big ruse by the government to throw us off the scent? But right. first, right, right, right. First, Brent, let's let's define disclosure. Well, I, I mean, it's a pretty simple premise, you know. All of this UFO and alien stuff is real, or at least a portion in the government either knows about it or has a hand in it. That would be disclosure, you know. It will be the act of them revealing the secret or secrets to the world, to us, to, to the sheeple out there. Also, important to note, we title this episode UFO Disclosure. UFOs, as you all know and we kind of preach this to you, aren't necessarily extraterrestrials, just objects that haven't been identified, unidentified flying objects. And that's... Please keep that, you know, that's an important distinction. That's one of the things about disclosure. Disclosure does not necessarily mean... Hey, that's hey, us. Hey, we world. Developed this in the 60s. We have, yeah. we have a bunch of aliens, and we've met them, and yeah. we're hang- and we're boogieing with them on the weekends. It could just mean these sightings have been some really cool aircraft we've come up with that we've kept classified this whole time. We're not saying that's true, but that's also a possibility. Right. Or, right. as has been discussed on this very podcast before, the mistake is, oh, they're not aliens. They're reptilians. The original inhabitants. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's true. I mean, they, they're just coming home. We're, we're the aliens, let's, frankly. Let's, before we talk disclosure, let's talk a little bit of a history of disclosure. So the premise might be simple, but the history or the timeline or whatever you want to call it of and involved parties isn't. I mean, it is intricate. It's like a spider's web. So we're going to try to break this down. I guess the most basic level, there's lots of stories to tell, and we're going to try to weave you through the, the straightest way through as we can. And we're not going to hit every one of them. Your favorite UFO story or your favorite Yo, no, disclosure yeah. moment might not be in here. But that, Literally, we could make our own podcast called Disclosure, and uh, we got a few hundred episodes we could fill. That's exactly <laughs> right. Your studio would get blown up. That's true. Very quickly. Oh, that's true. Especially with some of the guests that we're going to have in part two, uh, giving us quickly. clips. Yeah, we might... We're on a list or two now, legitimately. 
if if after this episode, the next episode in our feed is like about bunny rabbits or something, yeah, yeah. you will know something happened. Side note, I actually am on the CIA watch list for the rest of my life. And uh, one of the courses I took in college, a book we had to buy, the disclaimer was you don't have to buy this book because if you buy it, it actually puts you on the CIA watch list. What is the book? Dare to care to share? Uh, I mean, do I dare? I don't. I, I'm not here to plug questionable uh, <laughs> items. That wasn't the point. We probably are too. That's just an from uh, thing. I, I just buying got, behold a pale horse. Well, I just got excited and I'm like, I'm I'm itching at my phone. I'm, I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> That's my question. Like, I'm gonna get that. Side note: Did you see that the uh, the government is now making a list? Of of uh, I guess what they would call influencers, so it could be uh, celebrities, TV personalities, uh, authors, and podcasters, yeah. and keeping track of everything they talk about. Interesting. Well, so we we also are on a government most list. Likely, yeah, spot. yeah. Uh, so the history of disclosure, Brent, has to start. Let's pick a spot. Uh somewhere in New Mexico, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Small town, Rodgington Fieldville. No, Roswell. How about that's it? That's it. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Roswell, New Mexico. That's a good place to start. Rodgington Fieldville. Isn't that your hometown, John? Yes. Yes. That's exactly where I'm from. Yes, Roswell. Uh-huh. Uh, if you've listened to the show or have ever been moderately interested in UFOs, yeah. you've heard of Roswell. Or, like me, you just love the early 2000s Roswell TV show. I don't think anyone loved the early 2000s TV show Roswell. Um, um, Catherine Heigl vehicle. Oh, God. She, uh... What's she up to now? I'm sure it's being a valet, bussing tables. She kind of shot herself in the foot, you know. <laughs> Turns out if you're a bitch to everyone, they don't like to cast you. Allegedly. Well, you know, allegedly all the videos of her being a bitch are true. <laughs> that TV show, though, see, by yeah. Either way, as a refresher, something crashed on Mac Brazel's farm. That's true. Something did. In early July 47, there was reported to have been a mess of metallic sticks held together with tape. Uh, chunks of plastic and tin floor reflectors, scraps of heavy gloss paper, like material, anything and everything. They've, they've talked about it. Tin foil that you could, you could wrap up and, and crumple and it would pop right back into place, you know, like craziness. I, I have heard that. Now, uh, Brazel didn't know what it was, whether it was extraterrestrial in origin or no. So he did what any, uh, simple farmer would do after he heard there was a reward. He showed it to a local sheriff. Yep. Who in turn, Calls the local Army Air Force Base, as you do, you know? And so they came out, they they took all of the stuff, and here's the, the weird findings. Part. The findings, yeah. And they, they issue a, a press release. Yeah. It, it's all wrapped up. And they said nothing to see here, right? That's, no, that's a- not exactly. <laughs> the, the Colonel William Blanchard, who... If you don't know Blanchard, he's also the one that designed the the mission to drop the bomb on uh, Hiroshima. Yeah, he actually had much bigger things in his career. Yeah. Um, that he was known for. But the, if you look him up on the internet, the only thing you will yep. find is Roswell. But he, yeah, he 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 said something about it. Though. Yeah. So they they put out a press release. I'll just read it to you. The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group out of the Eighth Air Force Roswell Army. Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and sheriff's office of Chavez County. The flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such time as he was able to contact the sheriff's office, <laughs> who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509th Bomb Group Intelligence Office. 
action was immediately taken, and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned by Major Marcel to higher headquarters. Oh, so they just came right out and let us know, as they always do, here's the truth. And, and, and you know, and, and we lived happily ever after. Well, those higher headquarters we were just talking about turned out to be Brigadier General Roger Ramey. Uh, he was the head of the 8th Army Air Force in Fort Worth, Texas, and he quickly pronounced that it was actually, <laughs> you guys are idiots, it's a misidentified weather right. balloon. The, the government stuck with the weather balloon story until 94 when they declassified most of the files on Project Mogul. And Project Mogul studied high-altitude balloons to carry low-frequency sound sensors into the troposphere, uh, a faraway part of the Earth's atmosphere that acts as a kind of a sound channel, I guess you could say. And in this part of the atmosphere, sound waves can travel for thousands of miles with out interference, much like under the ocean. So this is something they were working on. So according to the U.S. military, the debris in Brazel's field outside Roswell actually belonged to Project Mogul, and it was the remains of a 700-foot-long string of neoprene balloons, radar reflectors, and sonic equipment that the scientists had launched from the Alamogordo base in June. It's the it's the big balloon industry. Yeah. Yet again. Big balloon, balloon running things. Down. I feel like I feel like it's a Cressy the Clown situation. Donald J hey, kids. <laughs> Donald J Mylar doesn't take prisoners, you know what I mean? No, dude, Mylar is a titan of industry. <laughs> so this weather balloon story Flimsy though it was, you know, I think is an understatement. Was the simplest and most plausible explanation. Oh, was that a pun? With. Was that a yeah. pun? <laughs> Uh, on short notice, as Old you do. play on words hand. <laughs> no matter if you think it was aliens or Project Mogul or something else, here we find the beginnings of modern day fuckery. <laughs> right, John? Isn't that the way yeah, to put it? Yeah, fuckery and deception. I mean, it, it, it has become business as usual for the government as it relates to UFOs. Right. Uh, no, ma- no matter what these things actually are, you, the one thing you know is you'll never get a, a, a straight answer. Almost the- like... like that's an acronym for something. Never a straight answer. Yeah, yeah, mm. no. never a straight. No, it doesn't work out in my mind. Sorry. No, okay, mm-hmm. can't pick oh, it up. Go wow. on. The government wasn't just gonna lay lax to not at least look into these things, you know. So they had a few projects because they love projects that over the years looked into or developed into something else, looking into this UFO phenomenon. Well, because two things happened: Roswell happened, and then also uh, there was a sighting by a guy named Kenneth Arnold. If you aren't familiar with the story of Kenneth Arnold, it's probably a a, a, a podcast for another day. But long story short. He is the first one to coin the term flying saucers. Now, he says that they actually misquoted him, and he said they were Mm -hmm. saucer-shaped, but never actually called what he saw flying saucers. Do you know why he's not a credible source? There are two reasons. uh, Firsty firsty? Yeah, two first names and Kenneth. No, dude. Be Ken. I don't have time to say two (laughs) syllables all day long. You're Ken. (laughs) It's a valid point. Frankly, Kenny is also unacceptable as an alternative to Kenneth. Kenneth was terrible. If you look into his life, he was also a big ham radio operator, and he never could tune it right. So people are always talking to him. They're like, come on. What's the frequency, (laughs) Kenneth? What's the the frequency? Did he carry around six pounds of weed at all times? Hey Kenneth, can I get let me get a, let me get a dime bag, Kenneth? Did he tell everyone he met all about it? <laughs> it's medical. It's medical. All right, so kids, 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 kids. Um, based on those two 
stories, events, uh, the government the government needed to figure out what was going on. They they didn't know what to make of it. So they and and they really wanted to make sure that it wasn't the Russians or reptilians. Yeah, I well, at the time, uh, it, it wouldn't have been even been the Russians. Like this was USSR territory. Like, yeah, the commie. It was a commie big, bastard. This was a big deal, way beyond. Well, they're still Russians. Well, let me just go on record as saying, Putin, as much as he thinks he's a big timer, hey, bro. Welcome to 2018. You're nothing. 30 <laughs> years ago, if you were running the USSR, that was a big deal. Take your right. shirt off and he's fight a, me. He's a little man. Take yeah. your shirt he's off and a little fight man, me. and I'm saying that on the record because we all know he does download every episode of Hysteria 51, <laughs> and I want him to know. I will gladly fight him in a joust on bareback <laughs> with our shirts off. Now, I by bareback, they mean jousting while riding on a bears. B-E-A-R. I'm in. So, I am in, Vlad. To Let's keep go. The, to keep the Joe Peck counter going, uh, so far you have challenged on this show a demon named Zozo, uh, the uh, leader of Russia, uh, Putin, Truth. and- um, uh, Back at Congress Hotel, I literally challenged all of the spiritual yeah, all the world. Spirits, not oh, just all, Zozo. Okay, yeah. got it. Got and it. The demon was at a separate time. That was a different Congress one. Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you more intimidated by, the random spirits or Vladimir Putin? Oh, the spirits, because when he said that, he goes, maybe I should have said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to speak for him. Then. I don't know. Frankly, right now, that what's going through my head is, holy crap, I wouldn't put it past Russia to listen to every single podcast. That That's exists. a good point. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, Vlad, this, some guy named Pecker is uh, <laughs> stepping up to the plate, and the fact of the matter is he's he's actually kind of a badass dude. <laughs> I don't think I they'll kinda, say that part. I kind of don't want to fight him. <laughs> So they, they had to they had to have a jumping off point where they're going to start looking at these things. And the first one, Project Sign. So this Roswell incident, along with the quote-unquote flying saucer by Kenneth, triggered a cavalcade of UFO incidents, spottings all across the country. Like you said, they, they didn't know what to do, so it was an official U.S. government study of unidentified flying objects, UFOs, the Project Sign. And it was undertaken by the United States Air Force and active for most of 1948. Not a huge time, but, you know, for most of that year. And in Sign's final report, published in early 49, stated that while some UFOs appeared to represent actual aircraft, there was not enough data to determine their origin. Meaning, <laughs> I don't know. Project Sign was kind of like a valiant effort. Like, they... The the guy who ran it was a uh, uh, an actual believer. Was M Night Shyamalan, right? Yes, yeah. yes. His name was Robert Snyder. Uh, he favored after doing all of the research. This is afterwards, not yeah. beforehand. He favored the extraterrestrial hypothesis as the best explanation for UFO reports because and, they have these trained aerial phenomenon people, at least at that time, looking at these things, and some of them are looking like like planes, and they go, "We don't know what that is," and and some of them actually defied what we knew at that time as the laws and, of physics, and we don't, nor does anyone else on this earth have the technological capabilities to do it you dumb bat no keep going that's what <laughs> and that's what that's why he that's why he favored the extraterrestrial right, hypothesis right. his superiors weren't as big a fans of that yeah 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 so uh, he was put, one of his superiors george Zuklos. <laughs> yes he he's actually uh he's an unaging he was like uh, forever. you fool <laughs> he's actually 678 fools. years old 79 uh, as yeah. of last tuesday oh sorry my <laughs> Bad. So they prepared what they called the estimate of the situation, which is just a great title for any paper. Yeah, Argu- great title. Arguing also their a case. great band title for all of those listeners out there yeah. that are aspiring musicians. Oh yes, yeah, uh, or or just a 
I don't know about a band title. I think it'd be a better like first album. First title. album, yeah. I know it sounds like a drinking game when watching Jersey Shore. Estimate the situation. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Leave it to Brent to, to kick in that just like happened. early two thousands pop culture. And the podcast well, comes to a halt. <laughs> I would disagree with you on one point there, John. They did last year just release the reunion. So That's true. It's, it's, on, it's, on it's on now. It's on now. I I don't um, want to talk to either one of you. It doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not supporting Brent's usage. <laughs> so so what's, what'd they say? What'd they come up with? Well, ultimately, his superiors rejected said hypothesis and said, "Hey, you know what? Let's just go ahead and dissolve this uh, project sign." <laughs> this guy didn't say what we want. So let's so, tr- let's give it another try. So they they go, "We're out next." And they go, well, you know what? We need to, we, we need, need a, a new sign. How about grudge? Cause we didn't like that guy's fucking answers when he says <laughs> aliens and project grudge came about. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Try to. And I think we have a, a, a cl- C-Bot said we have a clip from uh, project grudge. No, see, but not the not the crappy ring wannabe yeah. with Sarah Michelle Geller. This was an actual project in, in the government. Wish it was. She is hot. She's held up well. You know <laughs> that she has. Her husband, though, when he quit acting, he wrote for the WWE. Wait, that's kind of baller. I actually agree with that. I, I'm cool with it. You're okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, in UFOs, the military, and the early Cold War by Doctor Michael D. Swords. That's S words. Uh, thank you. Uh, he <laughs> writes, in, inside the military, Major Aaron J. Boggs of the Pentagon and Colonel Harold Watson at Air Material Command were openly giving the impression that the whole flying saucer business was ridiculous. Right. Project Grudge became an exercise in derision and sloppy filing. Boggs was so enthusiastically anti-saucer that General Cable ordered General Moore to create a more proper atmosphere of skeptical respect for the reports and their observers. Meaning uh, they wouldn't even give it a fair shake. They, they were right. just pooping. It. So Project Grudge issued its formal report in August of 49, and though over 600 pages long, it, it pretty much gets boiled down to a couple things. A, there's no evidence that objects reported upon are the results of an advanced scientific foreign development. And therefore, (laughs) they constitute no direct threat to national security. So in this view, it is recommended that the investigation and study of reports of unidentified flying objects be reduced in scope. Headquarters AMC Air Material Command will continue to investigate reports in which real technical applications are clearly indicated. And then they go on to note, it is apparent that further study along present lines would only confirm the findings presented herein, meaning anything else you do, you're just going to come back to this. It is further recommended that pertinent collection directives be revised to reflect the contemplated change in policy. Now, that's all A. Now, that 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 mentality, let's just say the Wright brothers at Kitty Hawk had that mentality. That is the best anyone will ever fly. The- Go eat a dick. And well, uh, the first the first time they've got like vertical wings and three yeah. of them pointed the wrong way. Huh. Well, that didn't work. I'm just going to assume that any other try that we would make it anything also won't work. Mm-hmm. Time to give up. Yep. Question. Are General Cable and General Moore, which iteration of the product involved General Mills and General Motors? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is. Uh, <laughs> when did the, they come in? That's Project Blue Book. We're not. There ah, yet. got it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. So then we go to B. It gets even better. All evidence and analysis indicate that reports of identified flying objects are the result of, one, misinterpretation of various conventional objects, 
Two, a mild form of mass hysteria and war nerves. Hello. Three, individuals who fabricate such reports to perpetrate a hoax or to seek publicity. And four, psychopathological persons. <laughs> so there is no room uh, for mild air. guys. Yeah. A mild form. Mild so, mass hysteria. You don't know what you're seeing. You're crazy. You're a liar or you're crazy. Right. So not long after this was released, it was reported that Grudge would soon be dissolved. You don't say. Despite this announcement, Grudge was not quite finished. They weren't done. And a few personnel were still assigned to the project. And they aided the authors of a few more debunking of mass media articles. And then we get to the big daddy. Grudge goes away. And, and they go, hmm. We're not done yet. The people that made Grudge go away had the right idea. There were people in the government that looked at this and said, okay, we're not exactly being objective here. It's one one thing to put out some propaganda uh, to help keep our – our motives hidden it's another why are we spending money right. on a research project that isn't researching so the problem is sign yeah. sign they looked at it with a scientific real scientific you know look and they go man some of this stuff's questionable like uh this actually right. might be aliens they go nope and so they hire some people that are that's say bad what for they business want. don't say that again so Harold Truman say- wanted nothing to do with this <laughs> so they do grudge and grudge goes it's all fake and they're idiots and you go well we can't go that stern let's try one more time because the third time's a charm and what do we get out of that Project Sounds nice, make it thrice. Yeah, Project Blue Book. Now, if you're a amateur ufologist or just listen to a handful, or a car of- enthusiast who <laughs> wants to sell a vehicle, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, the original Colonel on it was Colonel Kelly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And in, in uh-huh. his in his Blue Book, no. frankly, kind of like NASA, the most important things that we've developed from them are Tang and pens that write upside down. That's true. Project Blue Book gave rise and to also the ability to price tacos, your used car. Tacos you can make in space. Have you seen? the video oh i forgot about that yeah they've they've got all the pouches john likes to watch these videos while he's recycling his own urine for drinking purposes what does that even that's mean? really that, weird. what do you think they do with their urine they drink it in space no but how does that relate yeah, to but me why does that I don't have judge, anything to do with tacos i don't judge him and his hobbies why? i'm just bringing it up i just want a taco right now you said frankly. and i quote nothing's off the table <laughs> fair fair <laughs> So let's let's talk Project Blue Book because we like spending money, right? (laughs) And Brent loves selling used cars. That's true. So both that's actually a fact that that is true. Both of these other projects lasted just a year, maybe less. less, You know, this This one one went longer. longer. Tell us about it, John. So according to Captain Edward J. Ruppelt, at the end of 1951, several high-ranking and very influential United States Air Force generals were so dissatisfied with the state of the investigations, kind of like we talked about with Mm. Grudge and and with Sign, they replaced Grudge with Project Blue Book. And it had two stated goals. And this was March of 52. So this about, you know, a few months later that they officially made this happen. And those goals were to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security. And two, to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. Which you would think would have been, you know, well, it was of Sign and of Grudge. They were going to do that. But Sign, like we said, didn't get the results they wanted. And Grudge tried to to uh, shape the results. So we're going to do it right this time. And and those are great Those are great stated goals. I mean. Right. It's absolutely what you would They want. don't color one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just let's take a look at this and see what comes out of it. And they had a lot of stuff to look at to see what comes out of it. They had thousands of UFO reports that have been collected, analyzed, and filed. And as a result of the Condon Report, which we'll, we'll get to, uh, which concluded there was nothing anomalous about UFOs, 
Project Blue Book was ordered shut down in December of 69. So it went on for a long time. 17 years. Yeah, and the Air Force continues to provide the following summary of all of its investigations in Blue Book. No UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force was ever an indication of threat to our national security. Really, really quick. I, I realize this may very well be, as John would typically say, because he uses this all the time, this might be table stakes for our listeners. But like, I, I, I do think it's it's valuable to point out, like UFO, like that doesn't mean someone says, I report a UFO, which means they're saying this is an alien air- aircraft. It means there's a thing out there that I saw flying around. Yeah. It's an unidentified flying object it doesn't necessarily even though it applies it this day when this was being reported and they're saying 2500 or whatever it was like instances of this big piles of them were probably legitimately of course guys seeing something where it was like the sun was glinting off of of a jet or at this time at this time a whole hell of a lot of them were probably the sr-71 and not yes Yes, no. and then I'm not trying to be a party pooper here, no, but I I, I, I do think it's it's meaningful no, to have that that piece of the discussion that it's it, they're probably kind of right. Isn't it interesting that they just uh, flat out say none of them were ever um, in any way a threat to national security? I don't know about you, but I don't know for a fact that I'm going to be punched in the face. Until someone actually right. punches right. me yes, in the face. Yes, and that was my point of bringing that up, is it's easy to say, oh, well, they're unexplained, but they're explained. Mm. It's it's The reality is this is, a, this is a stupid argument because it's like one of two things is happening. One, well, one of three things. One, it's misidentified. Okay, fine. Lots of them probably are, except... And it's similar to some of the other, you know, mysteries that we've talked about on the show. But it's like these pilots, these are dudes who and then I say that realistically, because in this, the 40s and 50s, it was all men. But like these are dudes who have seen a lot of stuff. Right. They know what's going on out there. And when they see something unexplained, they know the difference between eh, whatever, like it was just something that looked kind of weird or I've never seen anything like that in my life to to suddenly say like, yeah, no, we've done research. No, there's no way this is a threat to us. It's it's either is is this like Russia coming up with uh, is the MIG like that we thought was cool. Just the tip of the iceberg, because we had F-16s. And they had no idea we had blackbirds flying right. around up at, at you know, 7,000 feet. 7,000? Well, <laughs> a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> like 95,000, I think, was the ceiling on them feet. 95? Really? Yeah. 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 And, and there was uh, – they, they doubled down on it, too. They went on to say there was no evidence submitted to or discovered by the Air Force. The sightings categorized as, quote-unquote, unidentified represented technological developments or principles beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge. Right. And finally, Oops, they yeah. said there is no evidence indicating that the sightings categorized as, quote-unquote, unidentified were extraterrestrial vehicles. So it's a, it's a no on all fronts there. It's not, it's not technology that right, we don't friends. know about. 
It's not ETs, and they no. none of them ever had the possibility of hurting us. You can all go no. home and sleep safe tonight. Weather and balloons, watch boys. And it's w- big. It's big balloon. <laughs> Add it again. What's interesting is by the time that this whole thing ended, Project Blue Book, it had collected twelve thousand six hundred and eighteen UFO reports, and concluded that most of them were misidentification of natural phenomenon: clouds, stars, swamp gas. Nineteen eighty-one Buick Grand Nationals, right? Yeah, or conventional aircraft. And I actually prefer the GNX. Oh. Yeah. According to the National Reconnaissance Office, a number of the reports could be explained by flights of formerly secret. Like I said, the, the U-2, the A-12 ox cart, the SR-71 Blackbird, a small percentage of UFO reports were classified as unexplained even after stringent analysis. So that kind of goes against what they said. But UFO reports were archived and are available under the Freedom of Information Act, so you kind of make up your own decision. But names and other personal information of all the witnesses have been redacted. But Brent, but Brent, there might be a reason that some of them went after stringent analysis, still unexplained, and yet they came to the conclusions that they did. Another member of the alphabet soup might have been involved. I'll give you a hint. It begins with a C and ends with an A. Oh, uh, COA, the co-op of Oregon. No, that's just CIA. (laughs) Oh, it's not NAMBLA. Yeah, no, 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 NAMBLA. (laughs) I know your fingers were crossed, Joe. It's not no, ma'am. So uh, <laughs> all of the organizations I'm familiar with don't fit we, this. So it, it, it's funny because we look at all these things and they keep coming back to the same thing. The first one, well, there's things we can't explain. The second one, throw it out. You know, sign, okay, grudge, doesn't count. Then blue book, and they even come to findings of, well, there's things we can't explain, but don't look over here. We're just going to say it's everything's fine. Yeah, and uh, it's nothing to see here. But we're exactly <laughs> we're, we're the CIA's actually Hush, stewards. Baby, don't say a word. That thing's just the blackbird. Black <laughs> Glad you guys are on the same page. It's over there. fine, dude. Uh, the X Men use it. Yeah, but fine. But here's the question: Was was the CIA actually behind it all? Uh, uh, no, or- no, me. <laughs> We're going to we're going to check our mics for bugs and we're going to give you the real scoop on that after the break on Hysteria 51. You should let me sing the tree rhymes more often than show. I don't even know why we need to check the mics. We know they're bugs in this one. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use, like, the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. 
And I don't know if you know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rush day you're 50 percent off rush day redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Like a broken record with the CIA crap, man. I swear to God. Or we're a broken podcast, so we're... Oh, the CIA, gentlemen. They tend to keep their thumbs in as many pies as possible. Me too. I like pie. I'm a fat guy, so, you know, <laughs> I try to have them around me at all times. They, they've been heavily evolved in the UFO pie for sure, though. You know what I'm talking is, about? Is that pie rhubarb? You know what? I, I A lot of people make rhubarb strawberry pie. Growing up, we just had rhubarb. I don't know if we... Hey, yeah. Apple. UFO pie and, and the CIA with their fingers in it. There's a few notable examples with committees formed to get to the bottom of the UFO hooey, one might say. And the first earlier committee was the Robertson Committee. It literally was created based on the recommendations of the CIA. Of Oscar. That's right. And mm-hmm. and, and the Robertson panel, they, they concluded that most UFO reports could be explained as misidentification of mundane aerial objects. And I think everyone can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah absolutely. However, that doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. 
However, the remaining minority could, in all likelihood, be similarly explained with further study. Yes. So we don't know what they are, but if we studied them longer, they'd be mundane. I agree with most of that, but not all of it. You know, as we've we've learned, you know, doing and looking into the things that we look at. You might not agree with this next part. They then recommended that a public education campaign should be undertaken <laughs> in order to reduce public interest in the subject, minimizing the mm-hmm. risk of swamping air defense systems with reports at critical times and that civilian UFO groups should be monitored. I told you. I mean, that's us. We're <laughs> a civilian UFO group. We're bugs. Yeah. So let's teach them to not be such looky-loos. Nothing to see over here, you looky-loos. <laughs> and if you do see something don't report it (laughs) duck and cover boys yeah 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 duck and cover the robbers and panels report was contained within a larger internal cia report by fc durant a cia officer who served as secretary to the panel which summarizes the activities of the panels and its doesn't that also sound like an early 20s actor I'm F- F.C. Durant, see? Oh, see? Yeah. Hey there. Hey there, son. Here's a nickel. What news from Houston Town? Have you uh-huh. been on vaudeville yet? If you're not part of vaudeville, you're not part of entertainment, son. Shoes for industry. <laughs> shoes for state. The wider document is commonly <laughs> referred to as the Durant Report, not the Duran Duran Report, which is a, an album I just made up. But the Isn't Durant- the Durant Report uh, about the Ke- Kevin NBA Durant. finals yeah, yeah. this year? <laughs> But none of this killed Project Blue Book. Yeah, you're right. None of it killed Blue Book. Enter the Condon Committee a few years later. Yeah, so so what we're getting at is let's just teach people not, not to, to get care. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not to Isn't care. that what the Condon Committee Not about? to look yes. at these, these alien things and care, which is, you know, that's a scary thought process. And obviously the Robertson panel was meant to kill all of this interest. It just it didn't work. Because we're 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 four for four now. Right, right. So the, the 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 Condon Committee was the informal name of the University of Colorado UFO Project. It was funded by the United States Air Force from 1966 to 1968 at the University of Colorado, and it was meant to study unidentified flying objects under the direction of physicist Edward Condon, hence the name. Now, the result of the work, formally titled Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects, and also known as the Condon Report, appeared in 1968. Yeah, the work they did. And after examining hundreds of UFO files from the Air Force's Project Blue Book and from civilian UFO groups, uh, NICAP and Aerial Phenomenon Research, APRO, NICAP is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. We've talked about them before. And investigating sightings reported during the life of the project, the committee produced a final report that the study of UFOs was unlikely to yield major scientific discoveries. Young. Exactly. It's just a broken record. That's, that's exactly right. And their conclusions were generally welcomed by the scientific community and have been really? cited as a decisive factor in the generally low level of interest in UFO activity among academics since that time. Because it becomes one of those things where, hey, I'm going to look into this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, we're going to cut your funding because we don't like that. Well, who's we? Not the CIA. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> like, why? I don't get it. And and the more traditional scientists who don't who think that if you say alien, extraterrestrial, yeah. UFO, it immediately is implausible. They they welcomed this finding and have right. used it as have used it as ammunition right, a, against right. any of that for well ever since then. But then you have other you know people like you know even like Carl Sagan and people like that. They go, well, let's look at this though. Is it really that absurd? Well, to the CIA, it was. Well, let me rephrase that. 
to the CIA's outfacing front to the uh, to the the populace it was. So one guy who actually has been also referred to as the uh, father of modern ufology, he was an astronomer named J. Allen Hynek, and yeah. he he wrote that the Condon report settled absolutely nothing. He called Condon's introduction quote, singularly slanted, and yeah. wrote that it avoided mentioning that there were embedded within the bowels of the report a remaining mystery, that the committee had been unable to furnish adequate explanations for more than a quarter of the cases examined. Which is spot-on truth, and that is something that keeps coming back up, and we're forced to go all the way back to Project Sign, where they said, guess what? From the vast majority of these, nothing to see here. But there's a whole bunch that we can't figure out. Right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing that they forgot to mention. They all forgot to mention that the study was covertly directed by the CIA. Right. And, and if you want proof of this, don't don't trust us. Go to the CIA's website, CIA.gov. Mm-hmm. And there is all kinds of information on it here. Let me take a quote from their website. In April 1969, Condon and his committee released their report on the UFOs. The report concluded that little, if anything, had come from the study of the UFOs in the past 21 years and that further extensive study of UFO sightings was unwarranted. It also (laughs) recommended that the Air Force Special Unit, Project Blue Book, be discontinued. It did not mention CIA participation in the Condon Committee's investigation. Yeah, so we're we're just, oh, no, we didn't have any hands in that. But you know what? We should probably just stop doing this and stop reporting it to the and the, there, the public. There are other parts on that same page where it literally says the CIA said, hey, we don't want to be named in connection with this mm. in any way, shape or form. This we'll is just fund the University it. of Colorado. Right. We'll fund it to the University of Colorado. The University of Colorado didn't even have designs on this. They were offered a grant to do it. And if we don't, you die. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <clears throat> <clears throat> Nothing. I, uh, you don't get the grant. Frog in my throat. <laughs> Why are you giggling? <laughs> They- oh, sorry. Just on the phone with University of Vermont. I don't know. <laughs> they said no. They make maple syrup. Yeah. The other thing that is not mentioned whenever people normally talk about this whole study is that when they needed help on the study for, like, extra photographs, the CIA conveniently provided referred those them, for them. Referred them to Def Leppard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and, the- and hysteria ensued. <laughs> oh. Uh, and they looked at the photos and said, that's just pyromania. Was this Terrible. photo taken by a one-armed man? Oh! Hey-oh! You're really drumming up the jokes here. Hey! Uh, but Drumming? <laughs> in, in all seriousness, it was, it was weird to me to be researching for this episode and, you know, search whatever random set of words I put into Google and see literally the CIA's website pop up. And not only pop up, but on the first page I click on, openly admit, yeah, we were behind that and we didn't want anyone to know. Right. It, it's funny because – so we're talking about disclosure here and we're talking about all the different projects that have been done by the quote-unquote government. The CIA has had a hand in all of them. The first one didn't go the way they wanted. The second one was too much of a poo-poo. Three and four, they were just you know smoke and mirrors. It's crazy to see the same thing happening over and over and over again and they think it's going to get like a different – response from the government isn't that to say so what do they say when you do the same thing over and over again to expect a different result so it's basically crazy. like the x-men film franchise exactly yes. exactly <laughs> they just keep trying it just blows my mind that the same entity now in this case it's the cia and the powers that be keep force feeding slop to someone and going you'll like it you'll like it but i don't like it no you will no i won't i liked x-men first class so, oh you wait you're back on the ufo thing. side note john did 
point everyone to CIA.gov, and I'm sure you're all looking at it right now, but if you want the truth, go to CIA.biz. <laughs> <laughs> so you will, not, you will not get any malware whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. the, the, we bring all of this up because obviously it relates to unidentified flying objects, the government, and if they've chosen to disclose everything they know mm. in the past. It's also worth pointing out that this is illustration, that this is proof of at least one arm of the United States government definitively taking a side and saying we are not going to disclose the truth or what we know to be the truth at this moment. Whether forget extraterrestrials, forget anything like that. There are truths that we know that we are choosing not to share with the general public. And this is proof of that. So when we talk about disclosure, it's not a question of. Would the federal government keep these things from us? Mm-hmm. We know for a fact that they would. You got to look at it too. And you, like you're saying, you go along with that. When some entity, being the CIA here, routinely and repeatedly filters in their own agenda to something, what are you hiding? You, your mind has to go to if you are shaping this so drastically to make sure that this one side of the story is told. What are you protecting? And that is, I think, this that's the spark that fuels so many people in this whole thing when they're wanting disclosure and they feel like it's just BS time and time and time again because the same powers that be, the same entities that like we've talked above the president, above these people, just say, you know what? It's not for you to know. Why? Well, you have 25% of it that you can't explain but we could if we really tried we're just not going to oh and from now on we're not allowed to no one looks into this well and that's isn't that i mean that's kind of the frustrating part right is it's to me it's very similar it's it's different in the details but in the philosophy it's similar to the cryptozoology argument of like there are people in this case pilots people who are significantly experienced people within the CIA branches of the military, different things that are saying, you know what? I've been doing this a long time. Like I've never seen anything quite like this. It's not that dissimilar to these, you know, indigenous groups of people in say the Pacific Northwest who are like, Hey, we've, we've lived out here a long time. There's some creature that exists out here that doesn't fit what we see all the time with bears or you you think of like you know the the sherpas in mm-hmm. in nepal. in uh nepal and they're like look when we're going up everest man there's something up there that doesn't fit what we see all the time like when you hear that enough you have to wonder like wait a minute why wouldn't someone be compelled to go study this as opposed to say yeah no that's stupid. It must not be anything. A quarter of the sightings being unexplained like that's to right. me like if I if I had the know-how, if I was smart, which I'm not, uh I'd be like I want to be part of this, man. Let's let's go figure out what which the heck is, this thing think is. Think of it this way. My basement keeps flooding. Well, we've 75% of it is just the drain. We can't really <laughs> figure out where the rest of the water is, and I think if I kept looking, I could probably figure out but we're not going to, right. and you just live here now and deal with it. So what we're all essentially saying is ulterior motives. Right. That, that, and that's great, right? A, a bunch of agency spooks influencing policy for their own motives. That's the thing. Influencing policy. Exactly. And, and, and so when we come back, we're going to hear it from the horse's mouth. 
What does a key military man have to say about this? What did the astronauts see and what do they have to say about it? Next on Hysteria 51. On the show. Yeah, that's alien. That's the interactions. Yeah, that's the astronauts. Speaking of astronauts, right before we make it so, we said, "What do astronauts have to say?" There's a lot of quotes. This one's from Chris Hadfield. We've basically proven that every star has planets. He's a Canadian astronaut, and he has spent four thousand hours in space. And he says, "Then you start doing the math." Then we got astronaut Jeff Hoffman. It's Canadian, man. Their yeah. math is 0.78% of uh, right. ours, so I don't even know what the conversion rate is for that. Uh, astronaut Jeff Hoffman <laughs> says, I believe there's life elsewhere in the universe. Bold statement. James McDivitt, <laughs> while commanding Gemini 4 in 1965, also states he saw a UFO and actually took pics of it. So this is an interesting story. Uh, if, you're, if you're not familiar with this story, James McDivitt is the commander of the Gemini 4 mission. He's up there with one other guy, and they're just cruising around the Earth. Hey, what's uh, that? And the other guy's asleep. And he looks down, and he sees a, an un- unidentified flying object under them. And he said it looked like it was keeping pace with them or in orbit with them. Um, and he took a couple pictures of it. If you want to see a picture of it, maybe we'll throw it up in Hysteria Nation, but you could also just Google McDivitt photo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's a million explanations out there for it, both extraterrestrial and non-extraterrestrial, but it's an interesting photo nonetheless. Go to google.biz to <laughs> look up that photo. I somehow bet that Google owns that one. Buzz Aldrin says he saw one on Apollo 11, and we've actually got a clip there. I saw this illumination that was moving with respect to the stars. We were smart enough to not say, uh, Houston, there's a light out there that's following us. So technically, it becomes an unidentified flying object. Now, it's another one where he comes back and says, yeah, it might have been the boosters separating or things like that. Didn't look like it at the time, but, he- they, you know, they... He's so wishy washy. It depends on what day you hear yeah. him on an interview. There are some interviews don't you where you feel he, like one day he's just going to be like, "Fuck it, here's the deal." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've I've seen him yell at the moon. <laughs> like that's pretty amazing. No, he it, it, he's a honorary old man. I mean, he's an amazing guy. But it depends on the day. Like right. you'll, you'll see one interview with him, and he'll be like, "Well, we we don't know what that was." And other days, he'll be like. I don't know what else it could have been. Right. So these, and these, then my the other days is he just goes on rants about why I he's know. cooler than Neil Armstrong, which is one of the best of all time. So these these are the veggies. These, the, the, there's not a lot of substance there. They're saying, yeah, you know, do the math. I've seen things. I don't know. Give us the meat, John. Like, there's got to be a better one than that. Well, uh, it was his nickname in high school, the meat, Edgar the Meat Mitchell. Yeah. I might have made that he went part. Went to Porky's up. High. So, yeah. Oh wait, I thought I thought Brent's nickname was the Meat. In high it school. wasn't the Meat, but only meat. but only John called him that, yeah, which is the weirdest the part weirdest of all of it. <laughs> meat Wad, uh, Meat Wad. <laughs> I'm a man, and if y'all need me, I'm gonna be in the garage. 
Thanks, Seabot. All right, so so Mitchell, if you, as I'm sure you're all well aware, was an, a, mem- a member of some of the Apollo missions, uh, a re- very well-known and respected astronaut. Yeah. He publicly expressed his opinions that he was, quote, 90% sure that many of the thousands of unidentified flying objects or UFOs recorded since the 1940s belong to visitors from other planets. Yeah, that's that's a strong statement. And here's, and here's some highlights of some of the shit he said throughout the years. In 2004, he told the St. Petersburg Times that a cabal of insiders in the U.S. government were studying recovered alien bodies, and this group has stopped briefing U.S. presidents after John F. Kennedy, which makes sense, kind of hey, what man, we're talking we saw about. Man, we saw the top of his head fly off. We better just quit telling these guys. No, 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 Bush, Bush, man. Bush was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to stop that. No, Kennedy was the last friend to NASA. He's the one who said... In the next 10 years, we'll go to the moon. And do those other things. And the other thing, Which yeah. we all know was discovering the Transformers I, I on the dark side I thought it was draining the, the swamp. I don't know. No, no I, I, I'm, we I'm all with Joe. It. Did you guys I, not see it was the, the movie? Trans- I, I said I'm with you. It was finding yeah. the Transformers. He also Michael said, Bay knows. He also said, we all know that UFOs are real. Now the question is where they come from. And then in July 23rd of 2008, Mitchell was interviewed on Kerrang! Radio by Nick Margarison, and Mitchell claimed that Roswell crash was real and that aliens have contacted humans several times, but the government has hidden the truth for 60 years, stating, quote, I happen to have been privileged enough to be in on the fact that we've been visited on this planet and the UFO phenomenon is real. It says that they've reached out to us. It didn't say we reached out back. It's like the aliens are... Uh, hello, hello, is anyone there? Hey, uh, Earth, Earth, this is our 17th voicemail. Uh, you need to pick up, you need to respond. What new did go- they say? New government, who dis? <laughs> what did What did they say, John? Hello? Is it me I'm looking for? Looking for? <laughs> so I can see it in your eyes. You can't say these things without <laughs> NASA at least, at least coming back. So in a reply, a spokesperson for NASA stated, NASA does not track UFOs. NASA is not involved in any sort of cover-up about alien life on this planet or anywhere in the universe. Dr. Mitchell is a great American, but we do not share his opinions on this issue. Wah, wah. I don't know. It's literally, it sounds like getting broken up with by a girl. Like, yeah. He's a great American. Well, we don't share. It's well, like, you're a great guy. Yeah. You're all batshit great crazy, but... All great Americans go on Fox News. So on July 25th of 2008, on Fox News, Mitchell clarified that no, his no, comments... You, you said that wrong. Only great Americans go on. All great Americans go no, on there. Right, but they don't go anywhere They don't go anywhere else is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. You, oh, you can only go right. on Fox News if you're a great American. Well, that's, that's true. So he clarified that his comments did not involve NASA, but quoted unnamed sources... Since deceased at Roswell, who confirmed to him the Roswell incident did involve an alien craft. And Mitchell also claims to have subsequently received confirmation from another unnamed intelligence officer at the Pentagon. So some other opinions he shared over the years in various interviews. John, what are some things he said? It was aliens, not diplomacy, which prevented the Cold War from descending into the Third World War. Mutants, not aliens, but we, we know. Either way. No, no. Uh, White Sands is a testing ground for atomic weapons, and that's what the extraterrestrials were interested in. As soon as we harnessed the power of the atom, they came and talked to us. That's that makes exa- sense. Yep. Um, they wanted to know about our military capabilities. <laughs> he said his own experience talking to people has made it clear to him that ETs had been attempting to keep us from going to war and help create peace on Must Earth. Must have been those Andromedans. They're they're beings of light, not yeah. those, not those pesky, you know, blue avians. 
Hey, the Blue Avians are nice, too. To you. No, you're, obviously, obviously, you haven't had the dealings I have. They don't have time for nuclear war. They just want to touch our hearts and heal it with that's a true. light finger. And that's, no, no, that dude was up to something. Hacker. We talked about that. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that was the initial cut of the movie. They changed it. And, and finally. This is my favorite part. He even wanted to meet with the Clinton campaign when Hillary was running for office. He reached mm-hmm. out to John Podesta. Because he wanted to discuss how, quote, zero point energy from aliens could save the planet from global warming. And you know, John Podesta was like, go on, because that <laughs> dude was, yeah, yeah. But well, only, you, also, you also know why. I've only got 20 minutes. I have a pizza to pick up. Yeah. Right. You also know why he chose that campaign, as we've talked about on this very show, because Trump, it would be deaf ears because he is not a reptilian president. He's <laughs> the, the second Right, he's draining the swamp. He's against the (laughs) reptile. Mama don't like tattletales. We've talked about a lot of the quote-unquote disclosure throughout the years, and what have we gotten out of it? Not much. Not not much. This is up to, but not including, the most recent batch of disclosure. But there's been some other thoughts of disclosure, you know, and some heavy hitters that we didn't really get into in this episode, and and I think that's going to have to be next week. And that is part two. Next week, we are going to talk about the current Mm. players in the game of Disclosure. We'll we'll give you some names. Uh, DeLong. Greer. Luis Elizondo. Richard Doty. Paul Benowitz. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of things, and if these names don't ring a bell to you, there's some crazy stories we're going to go into next week on real Disclosure. And also, we got some people on the show next week that are going to uh, tell us their thoughts on Disclosure. We've got Jeff Adamek, former Green Bay, the gentleman from Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Yeah, they're going to hop on and give us their thoughts on Disclosure and where it is today. Yeah. We've got Rob from Our Strange Skies. He's going to give us his thoughts on Disclosure. So we got a big, extra special episode for next week, and we wanted to get the uh, this stuff out of the way first because it's 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 a long road, but it's it's interesting. But you have to know where we've been if you want to know where we're going. Yeah. But what did we miss, Nation? Yeah. What what parts of the history of disclosure did we not touch on that we should have? Tell us, and how can they tell us? Hop on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That is our discussion group, and that is where we talk about this That's stuff. That's right. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That is our normal page where you can find this episode, other episodes, and Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. Don't forget to go on Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51, not patreon.biz, Joe, I, I promise. <laughs> um, we got a couple new supporters to mention. Lee Williams. Awesome. Can't thank you enough. Libby McDermott, Heather Probst, and Brad Tracy. You guys, we cannot thank you enough. Thank you all so much. A special shout out to Brad Tracy. Yeah. We were talking because he sent it to Patreon.biz, which is actually John Goforth's direct bank account. Direct, it is, and I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we were talking about fine Americans earlier. Brad Tracy is a fine American, even though he has a firsty firsty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then voicemails. Don't forget you can hear yourself on the show seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Again, that's seven seven three six six nine seven. Two seven seven, and we just gave away our free T-shirt for hitting four hundred reviews Ooh. on iTunes. And you know what? We're probably going to do it again when we hit six hundred. How's that sound? That sounds great. So and let's, we, let's, and let's, when we hit four thousand, we're going to give away a brand new car. Berator from an old pickup that I found outside. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I didn't say how big the car was. Yeah, the matchbox. Yeah. By the way, can I can I just mention as an outsider who's no, not no not no. welcome on the show ever, like. <laughs> 
I don't know who you guys paid off to create your Hysteria 51 logo because it definitely wasn't you two because you're dorks. But like, <laughs> holy crap, it's it's a cool T-shirt. Like you guys, I, you I guys you, crushed it. I with tell that you, thing. and you know, you don't just have to get that one. We got lots of T-shirts, and yeah. I'll, I'll thank you. I came up with that logo, Joe. And um, you're welcome. I will also point out there is a Pecker T-shirt wow. available. There know. is shameless plug. <laughs> Uh, and there's also Feel an electric free to get Sasquatch. Set of pins, uh, pins, lapel pins that include myself. You can find all those t-shirts, links uh, to those pins, everything on hysteria51.com as well as all the other links in case you forget those things. So don't forget, tell a friend about the show, give us a review, and tell your friends how awesome Joe Peck was on this episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's see if we Brent, can get enough enough groundswell to have you back. You, you don't even have to say that. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it is. You know, they, they say, you know, charity is the best, you know, so we, we threw him some charity and had him back. Yeah, I mean, it's very nice of you. The, the problem is, is donation. I mean, John less so, but certainly Brent, you know, it's the jealousy. It's the jealousy. <laughs> he wishes he got called it out. It reminds you know me what? of my favorite Gin Blossom song, <laughs> hey, hey Jealousy. jealousy. <laughs> Joe, she's so mean to you. Producer Lisa in the booth isn't even rolling her eyes. She's just she's just smiling and plugging away. Because mm-hmm. she agrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, kids, make sure and tune in next week for our follow-up on this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. <laughs> oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.